Hello there, MHOG family. And thank you for joining us for our Salute to Segments. That's right, all of our new friends and family who have joined the MHOG salute to their segments. That's right, all of the people that have contributed to the MHOG throughout the course of the year and have joined the family are all getting a big salute from everyone who listens and a big appreciation from Wayne and the Rum Guy. We know how much work it takes to go into these things, and you went above and beyond. So everybody listening, join us as we give you just a little bit. Sort of a segment of a segment. Just to get a taste of maybe something you've missed throughout the course of a year. So much amazing work done. So much information learned. We are so happy to have them aboard. Welcome, family. If you're wondering why I'm talking like this and recording this way, it's just the way my brain works. <laughs> and now, in no particular order, well, just the order that I recorded them, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Heroes and Heels, The Big Ones Wacky World of Sports, The Ingly News featuring Mad Mart Flanagan, Pop Thoughts with Wire, A Dreamer's Journey, Our Little Kyle Goes West, Unreal Interview with Ozzy featuring me, the rum guy, Run from the Champ with Kevin. And another unreal interview, Chris Holmes, this time, the man of a billion sayings. Full Metal Music News, Dangerous Dustin Show, Behind the Freezer Door, Endgame with Scott D, On the Record, an experience in audio, and no, it's not the record, Zeroed In with Ricky Morales, and The World versus Matt. These next clips will surely be a showstopper. That's a lot of S's. <laughs> well, anyway, on with the show. A salute to segments. Welcome to Heroes in Heels. This is Tricky Ricky. And with them is the Enforcer. The Enforcer. What kind of name is that? Um... It's better than fucking Tricky Ricky. Sounds like a fucking gay stripper. <laughs> well, Tricky Ricky's got tricks. I think Tricky Ricky does tricks. <laughs> but <laughs> And if I do, it does not matter. Hey, you gotta get mine, you gotta get yours, huh? That's it. So, uh, what are we talking about here today? We're supposed to be talking about some wrestling, but uh, all we seem to be talking about is uh, Ricky doing tricks. Doing tricks. But uh, <laughs> I guess we can start, you know, last week... Uh, Early last week, a little behind, like always, we uh, we lost one of the greats of uh, the wrestling world, me and Gene Oakland. R.I.P. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was he was up there. You know, if you didn't know anything about wrestling, you knew Hulk Hogan, and you knew him in the mustache. You did not have to watch wrestling to know who Mean Gene Oakland was. That's it. I mean, I don't want to give away my age, but uh, if you you know as old as I am, the Saturday morning cartoon version was uh you know with the rock and wrestling and all. 
Probably don't know about that trick. You're a little bit older than me, brother. Yeah, now I gave him something to YouTube when he gets me. <laughs> There's a wild man shit in the woods. Today's installment of Big One's Wacky World of Sports is uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about toe wrestling. Um, it was created in the UK, which I'm finding out a lot of this wacky shit comes from the UK. I think I'm going to have to have a discussion with my friend uh, Mark Flanagan about this because uh, his country's a little tweaked. Anyway, now here's, uh, I have a few problems with this whole toe wrestling idea and I'll, uh, I'll run them past you guys. Um, number one, you have to link toes with somebody else. That's, uh, that's weird. I'm not really a foot person. So much. I mean, I know there's some of you out there that love feet. Not really a foot person. Um, I don't think I would want to do this. Uh, uh-uh. Nah, it's just my foot touching somebody else's foot is just. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like it. My uh, my second problem with this whole ordeal is uh, removing your opponent's shoes and socks. What is he a fucking king? Fuck that motherfucker. Let him take his own shoes off. Is he just too fat and he can't bend over to take his own shoes off? I mean, these people aren't six. These are adults doing this. You should take off your own shoes and socks. And what if he's got stinking ass feet? What if that motherfucker has stinking ass feet? You go down there. You bend over. You untie his shoe. You pull his shoe off. Bam. You are hit with the funk. That doesn't sound fun at all. I mean... Maybe that's how these guys win. They don't wash their feet for about a month and then they go to the toe wrestling event. The guy who's got a toe wrestle takes his shoes off. Some bitch is nauseated by the smell of his feet. He can't properly concentrate on the match. Man, he loses. I don't know if they actually do that, but I'm just saying. I mean, that could be a that could be a thing. I don't know if they actually do that, but I'm just saying. I mean, that could be a that could be a thing. And here's another thing I just thought of. What if that some bitch has got toe fungus? What if you take his shoes and socks off, and bam, Bassett's got yellow toenails like a tree sloth. Now he's rubbing his dirty, nasty ass feet all over your feet. Now you got toe fungus. I don't think that's good. That's that's pretty goddamn gross, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, guys, not a not a fan of uh, not a fan of toe wrestling. Hi guys, I'm Mark Flanagan. Here we are again with a new edition of Angry News. Now, first and foremost, many apologies for my uh, gruff tones today instead of my usual beautiful English tones. So, first things first. Now, as some of you will be aware, England's known for its many ancient sites of interest and beauty, from medieval castles to the majestic Stonehenge. What some of you may not know is that there are many stone circles all across the country, all varying in age and significance. My first story is about one of these smaller circles. Now, a stone circle thought to be thousands and thousands of years old, to be, it turns out to be a little bit more modern than people realised. The recumbent stone circle, as it's known in Aberdeenshire, was reported by the site's current farm with unusual features, including its small diameter and proportionally small stones. So in other words, a tiny Stonehenge. The Historic Environmental Scotland and Aberdeenshire's Council's Archaeology Service celebrated it as an authentic discovery and continued their research 
until being contacted by the former owner, <coughs> who let them know in no uncertain circumstances that he had built the stone circle in the mid-1990s. Now Aberdeenshire Council are still saying that they're going to put this down on record as being a stone circle, even though they're fully aware of it only being just over 30 years old. So, some things in England may not be as they appear. Next up, now I'm going to have to post pictures of this for you to get the full impression of what I'm talking about. So if you look on the England News and other shit on Facebook, there are going to be pictures posted when this episode goes live. So, a police force has been mocked mercilessly online after releasing an e-fit of a burglary suspect whose social media users claim looks more like E.T. the extraterrestrial. The female crook is wanted in connection with a burglary, but web users say she bears such an uncanny resemblance to the alien from Steven Spielberg's classic that that is all anybody's talking about. Others have compared the image with its long neck to Harry Potter's Baddy Voldemort. Staffordshire police have now been inundated with over 400 comments, with several positive pictures of the 1982 film. Andy Wallace said, Someone find this woman urgently. She needs to phone home. Then in our product review, we review Manzanita Madrones, The Fizz, cannabis-infused lemon-lime drink, and we'll reveal to you the strain of the month. Now let's get into it. How a pot farmer saved a small town from total retardation. The town of Bloxburg, California, was founded in 1890, and it was the first major stop on the stagecoach line coming into Humboldt County. And redwood logging and dairy farming was real big up until the 50s and 60s when they moved everything a little further north. And the, the town's population had dropped to only just a few families. And uh, by, by the 70s, the uh, population was so small that there was only a few families left in this town where there were some genetic defects happening in this little valley town. So it wasn't until the 80s when the pot farmers started moving up here uh, and actually adding new genetic lines to these families and it actually saved the valley from becoming totally inbred. Now next let's take a look at Manzanita and Madrones, The Fizz. Cannabis-infused lemon-lime soda. There's five milligrams of THC for the 12-ounce bottle, and uh, it contains CO2-extracted cannabis oil infused in sparkling water with cane sugar. And uh, let's give it a try. Hey there, Kyle here. Thoughts from the urinal. Dear journal, <laughs> I, I finally made it to LA. Finally got out of here. 23 hours and two grams of weed. Not, not the ideal driving situation coming from a smoker. I need more, need more weed than that. But it was, it was a nice drive. Not too bad. I, uh, I zoned out. I zoned out basically. Um, I missed the desert. Everybody was telling me that uh, I should worry about the desert. Had my gas tank at hand. I was prepared. I was ready. Had nothing but the water in the back. Yeah. Uh, I fucking zoned right through it. Didn't even realize I went through the desert like that. Uh, I think it was dark. I don't know. I drove 23 hours and I drove straight there. There no stops besides the piss and shit. Not like Kim Jong Un. Uh, I have a butthole. Uh, but yeah, 
Uh, I'm, I'm mad that I got out here because uh, it's fucking cold. It's cold and it, it's rainy. And I was not I was not expecting that. Apparently, it's supposed to be. It's always it never rains in Southern California. I thought that. I thought that, and and that, that was not the case. I got out here. I needed jackets. I needed a raincoat. Uh, it, I I'm pissed. That's like that's like going to a school, and and it's a public school, and they just started wearing uniforms not cool coming from a school that always wore uniforms i've never gotten to go to a school where i didn't have to wear a uniform but still that's that book oh yeah also people out here can't roll blunts it's so weird there's so much weed out here but you can't roll a blunt and why are you always rushing they're rushing everywhere out here they're going many places but hey this is thoughts from the journal dear journal you have a good one what about um, what about back in the day when you, when you were first playing those shows and those pubs? Uh, did you think you know when you got up on stage you were you were like this is it we're, we're we're shooting for the moon we're never looking back this is you know this is what we're going to be doing the rest of our lives I mean did you have that feeling or what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I'm never going to play the crown pub in Birmingham. Drink a few beers and have a jam. Speaking of incredible adventures, did you did you ever think that out of everything you've done in your life, that you'd be able to make it to the Metal Hand of God podcast? I mean, on, on the list of things to do in your life, uh, this, this has to be high on it. I mean, uh, I mean what, what's your response to that? I mean, the people have been asking, and uh, I, I know I'm interested. So what you think? MHOG Podcast, you're here. But it's just, it's, I, I can't believe it myself all the time. When I, when I stop and think, wow, you know, it's mind-blowing. But yeah, uh, you, you've reached the, the, the pinnacle of, of the career for, for Ozzy and all the members of Black Sabbath. You know, I, I talked to Tommy and, uh, you know, he said, oh, we're not worthy. But I mean, what do you think? I mean, come on, you, you've, you've certainly proving yourself that you, you deserve to be here. It's a bit of a blessing. This is unbelievable. And I, I flash back to my father. And I, I, it's, very, it's very difficult for me to answer that question because I'm in it, you know. And people come up to me and say, we're not worthy and all this. It's, it's kind of like, why are you doing that one? All right, Ozzy, I got one more question for you. I know you're extremely busy. you got places to go and people to see. Uh, but uh, for, for those who are trying, and trying so hard to get a place on the Metal Hand of God podcast uh, to be part of the show. Um, what can you tell your fans that are also fans of the MHOG? I mean, um, what can you tell about them for you know uh, aspiring to get on this program? I mean, is there, is there anything you could say to them that that give them a little bit more hope? Never say never. I mean, just have to hold on to your dreams and never say no. I had a dream many, many years ago of getting out of the working class environment and I became successful in the entertainment field. But you know, I was saying, and if you have a dream about that, you know, whatever you want to do, just keep on going, just, you know, you never know. Well, that was a 
truly moving and I think very inspirational for everybody listening. Uh, I want to thank Ozzy for taking the time to do this interview. I want to thank all of you for listening to this unreal interview. Absolutely amazing. And don't forget to check out everything else that's MHOG Podcast, all of the episodes. Uh, keep your ears open for concert information and check out some of our other friends. Uh, we have a lot of new segments on the show um, and they've made it on the show. There's no reason you can't either. So hope you're listening. Hope you check us out next time. I'm The Rum Guy and this was an unreal interview. Okay, people, I know it's been a minute that you've been waiting on this fucking rant, but I haven't had time. I'd like to talk to y'all today about this fake-ass anger that everybody's got, this fake-ass fucking offense that people is taking. Like, this shit is fucking stupid. Everybody's offended about this. They're taking offense to that. Oh, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Why about y'all mind y'all own motherfucking business? Like, the word retarded. I say retarded all the time. It's a funny ass fucking word to say. Just because somebody got on TV and told you that you supposed to be offended by the word retarded now, when you was 12 years old throwing that shit around at school, you wasn't fucking um, offended by it. But now because somebody said that you're supposed to be offended by it, now you feel some kind of way when somebody uses the word retarded. You know I'm not using the word retarded talking about a goddamn special person. I'm talking about the dumb motherfucker like you dumb motherfuckers that get offended by the word retarded. Just like the word fucking nigga. White people can say fucking nigga around me. Like who am I to say that you can't fucking rap a goddamn song that has the word nigga in it because of the color of your goddamn skin. It's the fucking intent that you use with this motherfucking word is what's gonna have me getting upset. Like you can come up to me and be like, oh, you a cute motherfucker. I'm gonna get mad that you called me a cute motherfucker because the inflection in your voice that you use to call me cute. Fuck all these damn mouth sounds that everybody getting offended by. Take the word fag as an example. It feels good to call somebody a motherfucking fag. The shit is goddamn funny. You know I ain't talking about no homosexual person. Unless you're a homosexual and you being a fucking bitch and I call you a fag. Then yes, the shoe fits, bitch, wear it. Fag means something totally different on the other side of the goddamn world. But no. You motherfuckers want to listen to people and say, oh, I'm offended that you use the word fag. I'm offended that you use the word retard. I'm offended that you use the word tranny. So you're going to go up to every motherfucking mechanic and tell every mechanic, oh, that's not what that's fucking called anymore? Like, I got to step on eggshells walking around my goddamn job because I can't use the word dykes. I got to use, I got to call them motherfuckers right angle cutters. Fuck you. That's dykes give a fuck about no goddamn butch bitch that want to fuck another bitch talking about these things that I'm using to cut this goddamn wire. See, I'm getting all worked up. All these soft, stupid motherfucking millennials started this dumb bullshit. That's why the world is so fucking soft now. Everybody's scared to get punched in the motherfucking face. That's why everybody's shooting up every goddamn body. Because everybody wants to take offense to shit. Everybody has been wronged by some dumb shit. Motherfuckers ain't trying to wrong y'all. Motherfuckers just talking like they've been talking. Now you want to try to change a motherfucker vocabulary because you say so. Because you saying that it's offensive. And everybody gonna jump on the fucking bandwagon and they're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm offended by it too. Fuck you, you faggot retard tranny. How about that? How many people out there got offended by all of those 
not so good words that I said. Fuck that. All it is is just words. If you're letting words hurt your motherfucking feelings, then you need to go jump off a goddamn cliff because your ass gonna always get hurt. Whatever happened to the old fucking nursery rhymes? Sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt me. You soft-ass motherfuckers probably ain't never heard of that goddamn shit. That's why. They need to start singing these rhyming fucking things about morals in school again. So motherfuckers can learn that sticks and stones can break your bones, but these words shouldn't fucking hurt your ass. You shouldn't be offended by some goddamn words. Because somebody made a certain vibration with their goddamn throat and it came out of their mouth and you heard it a certain kind of way. Man, fuck you. Pussy bitch. All right, I've got some news. It's, uh, I got this, I think, confirmed that you're living in the secret back room of the Babylon Sports Bar in Metairie, Louisiana. Why? One thing is, in four years, four years, I haven't been arrested by a cop. I haven't been bothered by a cop. It's beautiful here. All right, another thing I heard, um, that you have this strange fear of proctologists. Uh, that's possibly why you're hanging out there. What's that about? In L.A., I've got to get a chase of me look up my ass every time. I hate it. I got tired of it. Boom! And welcome back to another segment of Full Metal Music News. I am your host, Kid Cook. And always with me is the lovely and attractive... Amanda Jane. And we have a show to review. And we have some news, some exciting news, from the band that we saw last night. Because they announced it last night. Yep. They sure did. Now, do you want to tell people what we did last night? Last night... Um, thanks to the Fillmore. Amazing music venue in New Amazing music venue. I think that's the best music venue they have in New Orleans right now, that's the Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're getting some, like, major bands coming. And everything was, like, everything flowed. They had their shit, they had their shit to fucking gather there last night. Yeah, they did. Um, I mean, the lines went good. They even opened the doors early. 30 minutes early. 30 minutes early, just to get people inside. And, um, they were doing specials on drinks, and the... They actually had a drink. That was named after the red. They were like, I guess they, I don't know if it's a thing that they do, but they had drinks that were named and made especially for the show last night for yeah. Chevelle. <laughs> for Chevelle, yes, that's what we saw last night. We saw Chevelle, my fifth time seeing them because I absolutely love and adore them. I think it's your uh, number two favorite band after the Almighty Seven, though. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. my definitely, favorite number two. I definitely saw that. Last night. <laughs> um, yeah, Chevelle was incredible last night. They played all of their hits. Two hours. Two hours said um, it was the New Orleans was the first stop on their tour right now that they have going. Um, talking, they, well, before we get more into Chevelle, let's talk about the openers. Our local boys, Green Gasoline, fucking oh, blew yeah. the house down. Yeah, Green Gasoline, they were the shit last night. That's my boy mean, Dylan and Logan and all New Orleans. That's our New Orleans boys. Now we got you know we got to support local. We're actually trying to get an interview with them right now. Me and Wayne was talking about getting a written interview to put on our website. So. Yeah, absolutely. I love Green Gas. They're 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 such cool guys, and uh, they have like that. Led Zeppelin mixed with eighties glam. With, it was, it was yeah. you know, like you know, not so not so much the glam metal because you know they're more like hippies, green gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they really had Logan has like a range like Robert Plant. Yeah, I really got that vibe from him. And he's playing bass too, which is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I, I think he also got kind of sound like um, Vince Neil too. 
I think, like, especially when he hit those high notes last yeah. night, like, I was like, damn, is that Vince Neil? Or? Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was cool to see local boys open up a show of that level, you know? I hope the film art continues doing that, too. Yeah, I hope so, too. I hope they continue to get more local bands um, to, to open, open up. up for the, for the, the big bands. Big bands, yeah, because that was that was amazing. They did such an incredible job. The crowd loved them. We loved them. Well, that was like my... That's some friends of mine's, because, you know, I played with them with Black Creole and all, you know. That's like I've seen them like six times. This is your first time seeing them, and they blew you away. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think they should, they, they should definitely be signed and touring the world, because they were really good. They, they and, and you know they like they didn't look nervous coming no, out opening they, up for a band like Chevelle you know that's some because you know Chevelle heavy hitters you know mm-hmm. heavyweights yeah Chevelle um but yeah Chevelle killed it last night and for a two hour set they played all of the hits they played rare ones rare ones especially from um let's see they played from Vina Sara they played from Point Number One they played from Sci Fi Crimes they played I think from, they played they touched every album they ever released yeah because like uh. It was actually an extended set. I don't know if it's just something special for New Orleans or they're going to be doing us on this tour because this is them touring and I guess they're getting like local bands from each stop, you know? And um, yeah, two hour set. And you know, I played a two hour set with uh, the Jack Locker Rock Show and that wasn't an easy thing. And them guys, it didn't even like it phased them last I night. I know, right? They, 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 like, and they didn't really talk that much in between songs because that's one thing I hate is a band that talks too much. Well, Chevelle last night, like, he would say, you know, how you doing, New Orleans? Or this is and just song after song after song. song. Yeah, it was song after song after song, and it was like I was jamming the fuck out. Like, I mean, I jammed for seven dust, but for some reason, I just went Last, all out. You were jumping all over the place. You were like, yeah. <laughs> I was jump. Oh man, I was jamming the fuck out. With <clears> I never night. seen you with a smile on your face like that from start to finish from the <laughs> show. Like two hours straight, you just had a smile on your face. Oh well, yeah, cause it's Chevelle. But speaking of Chevelle, you know, cause that's the main topic today. Um. Chevelle actually released some um, news last night at the show. You want to tell everybody what, what they released? Like, they what, what they gonna stated? Be, they're going to be um, in the studio writing a new record. After this tour. After the tour. So that's going to be really, really exciting. I can't wait to hear what they write. I think they played a new song that they had written. They did. Yeah. They did play a new song. Um, and it was really good. Definitely had the Chevelle sound. Chevelle sound. And um, well, one funny thing I liked about the uh, show last night is the singer was for their encore, and um, he's like, "I want to hear a new song. We're gonna play a new song, but it was sitting the pain below." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I want to hear a new song. Here's a new song. It was sitting the pain, but yeah, they yeah, closed they out with re- the They did a really cool um version of the red last night. Yeah, like for for the past three times that I've seen them. The first two times I seen they played the red like regular, and then the past three times I've seen them uh, these past few years. And they get them audience they, more in, you know, inter- they interact more with the audience with the because like the singer comes out by himself, starts the song, and like midway through the song, the band kicks in. Mm-hmm. So that, that I, I think that's like um, their biggest hit that they ever had was the red. Well, yeah, it was like one of the biggest hits they had on the radio ever radios all over the country were playing that song when so. it first came out when they first when they first came that's out. how i first heard about the red with you know i mean uh, chevelle with songs like the red it's in the pain below and we all went fucking crazy for sat when they played saturate yeah <laughs> breakdown like we like you know we, we went, we went. Uh, our good friend josh barnes was there with us too and um we all had a good time it was me it was my first time seeing chevelle and it was his first time seeing chevelle too and I gotta say, I will be going back to see them every, anytime. Anytime. 
Anytime. What's up, PMHOG family? My name is Dangerous Dustin, and I will be bringing you some reviews of some hot stuff, sweet stuff, all kind of different stuff. All right, so a little bit about myself. I'm from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Started doing this about two years ago. Started out with some Hershey bars, different flavors that it came out, and I did it live. A few people watched it, and it was like, oh, you should go ahead and create a page. And I'm like, all right. So then we came up with the name. Weasel came up with it, Dangerous Dustin. Well, actually, that came from Lloyd Kaufman when he signed my Toxic Avenger set a few years back. He signed to Dangerous Dustin, so that's where we got that from, and we just rolled with it. So I've actually done the One Chip Challenge. I've done the Toe of Satan Sucker and the Death Nut Challenge, which the Death Nut Challenge is really hot. I would not recommend it. I've seen as a 2.0. Don't think I even want to mess with that. And I've tried the Londoner has a four pound burger challenge with two pounds of cheese fries. Tried it. Of course, I didn't think I was going to finish it. I didn't. You know, it was all fun. It was fun. Big old giant burger. They bring out, you know, fun times. And then there's another one for one and a half pound burger at Grady V's that's around here. Did that with the one pound of fries. Killed that. All good stuff, fun stuff, and we will have a couple of reviews. I have this Luscious Blueberries and Dark Chocolate. It's an endangered species chocolate bar. Some of the profits goes to saving wildlife. You know, eat some sweets and save some animals. Nothing wrong with that. So me and Wayne have been trying to get something going. He had asked a while back if I wanted to come on a show, you know, do something segment or whatever and i said yeah sure like i'm excited to do it and finally we met a few weeks back at the showcase comic-con and started throwing some stuff out and then finally this week got this going and actually i got a review right here of this endangered species chocolate of luscious blueberries and dark chocolate and 10 percent of this goes to saving wildlife Sweets and saving animals, nothing wrong with that. About to bust this open and try it out. I'd like dark chocolate, so this should be good. And blueberries, I do like blueberries. I found this bar at Rouse's. I'm not sure if there's anywhere else. I'm sure it must be at other places, but that's where I found this one at today. Break me off a little piece. Nice dark color to it. Oh, it does smell good too. Go ahead and take a bite. Oh, this is good. Definitely dark chocolate for sure. And it does have a good blueberry flavor. It's actually a little dry blueberries in it. It's very good. I, I'll definitely give it a thumbs up. And um, I'll definitely eat this again. Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely good. And I have this Hot Licks Habanero Sucker. That was a chili pepper and a jalapeno pepper one. But of course, I got the hottest one because I like it hot. So I got the habanero. And then they had some other suckers with the little tarantulas in it, tequila worms, ants. But I'm going to go ahead and try this and see what we got. It's definitely got a good little heat to it. Not overly hot. It reminds me of like a habanero pepper jelly, 
but just not as hot. But it's definitely good, it's sweet and got heat. I definitely give it a thumbs up. And if you've never seen any of my reviews, I have a rating system of a thumbs up if it's really good or awesome. I got a sideways thumb if it's good, but just nothing really special. And I got a thumbs down if it's just disgusting or really not that great. But um, definitely make up the decision for yourself because some things I might like, you might not like. Like some people like licorice, I don't like licorice. So it's always up to you to make that decision. I'm just here to help you out. M. Hong, what is up? It is your boy, Mr. Freeze, coming at you from behind the freezer door. The show where you get to hear what goes on in the mind of a doorman, what it takes to be a doorman, the difference between a doorman and a bouncer, the encounters a doorman has had to put up with, what I have seen, what I have witnessed, all the fun, exciting, annoying stuff that I've had to put up with. And along the way, we're going to have some laughs. Don't worry. It's not going to be just me venting, okay? That's, I'm not one to vent. So, here goes nothing. A little bit about me. Like I said before, my name is Mr. Freeze. I am the one, the only Mr. Freeze. Take that, DC. Hey, Arnold, just be the Austrian death machine you are, all right? You're good at that. Leave being Mr. Freeze up to me. That's my government name. I can handle this. You're good. I have seen a few things. I'm not going to lie. Being a doorman is actually a pretty chill job, usually. You want to scream because I do have a full-time job. You know, I have the 9 to 5 benefits, so whole 9 yards. So I do this on the side, which is, it's a fun side gig. It really is. I've had no complaints. Made some great friends along the way. Listened to some great music. You know, some amazing musicians, amazing bands. And overall, just enjoyed life. That's what life is all about, is living life to the fullest, isn't it? I mean, seriously. And, you know, it's I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's been a fun couple years, tell you that. So, I'm not going to go into full details on everything and anything I've seen just in this segment, because there will be other segments to go along. Plain and simple. Honestly, be of legal age and have legitimate ID. Some pla some pe some places are all ages. Some people some places are 18 or over. Some places are 21 or over. It's not up to us. It's up to the law. It's ours to it. If they have gaming devices, it's going to be 21 or over. If not, it might be 18 or over. And have a legitimate ID, please. You know we can we can spy the fake. There are literally apps out there to scan IDs and tell whether or not it's fake. Seriously, I mean, besides that. If you had a fake ID, why would you even get one? You do that, you run the risk of jobs of everybody in that bar. Some of these people have kids. Just don't. Be legit. Second of all, pardon the French, don't be a dick. You know, if something happens, your ID's expired, trying to be fake, you're too young to be in there, don't cause a big ruckus. I mean, I'm sorry, that's always to it. That's the rules. I don't enforce them. I just, I don't make them. I just enforce them. All right, yeah, if you don't like the way the bartender talk to you, don't throw a big fuss. Just go with the flow. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Endgame. I'm your host, Scott, and I will be talking to you about anything gaming related. Now, E3 just happened a few recently. And if you're not familiar with E3, this is where they announce all the cool games, anything that they're working on, different game studios, game developers, all there. 
and they announced a ton of cool stuff. So E3 started off on Sunday, and that had Microsoft and Bethesda. Now, Microsoft showed off 14 exclusive games that they're working on. For me, the biggest title that they showed off was Gears 5. Gears is super near and dear to my heart. I'm a huge Gears fan. And in this one, they're adding in a new co-op mode, which looked pretty sweet. And the co-op mode is a three-player. You have to kind of get into a base, plant the bomb, and get out before the bomb explodes. But they showed that off. Uh, I'm excited to kind of get hands-on and play that. I want to I wanna see what that's about, but it looks pretty sweet. Uh, if you're into those high-end controllers, they are working on a new Elite controller. And this Elite controller, it's similar to the other ones, except instead of two profiles that you can have saved to it, you can have three profiles. It also has the hair fire triggers on different settings. So the hair fire triggers essentially allow you to shoot faster. You don't have to move the trigger down as far, but it allows you to shoot faster, which is nice. Uh, Bethesda showed off like Doom Eternal, which is just, if you like Doom, it is an action pack. Just go in there, guns blazing. I mean, in this game, they have a shotgun with a grappling hook on it, which literally lets you shoot the grappling hook, grab a dude, bring him to you, then you blow his brains out. Uh, but so Doom is just action all the time. Uh, Elden Ring, they showed up. That's a new game that From Software has been working on. Now, From Software, they're known for doing, like, Dark Souls, Sekiro, Bloodborne, those look very difficult type of games. And Elden Ring looks pretty interesting, because this is going to be set in a world that's been helped written by George R.R. R. Martin, the same guy who helped with Game of Thrones, he who wrote the books, but he also helped on the show and everything. So this is going to be a world set in that like fantasy setting. So uh, I love the Game of Thrones series, that's super cool. So I'm excited to see what Elden Ring will bring. And then the big announcement that um, Microsoft had for the night was Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk is made by the CD Projekt Red, and CD Projekt Red, they've made Witcher series, which, if you haven't played one of those games, it's like 400 hours plus, just like the main base story. And you get to make choices in there, which will like affect the outcome of the game. And it's super well made. It's a phenomenal game, so I'm really looking forward to this one. So Cyberpunk, obviously, is set in the future. And, like, cy cyborgs and, like body augmentation has become like you know crazy rampant so you get to kind of customize your character and that looks that looks super fun but the end of the night with keanu reeves is actually going to be in the game uh he showed off he came up on stage and he showed it off but it looks super duper cool
don't need to bullshit your friends, your family, anyone to make it in the industry. The best way is to be honest. Honesty goes a long way. Practice it sometimes. So worth it. Number five, and this is a big one for me. It's, it's This is something that I have held on to for most of my musical career. It's something that has helped me stand out among my peers and I really wish others did it um, do what your influences have done um, I, I know it seems like a no brainer and you, know, you might be thinking well I already do that uh, but I don't necessarily mean musically because just because you're doing what they're doing musically doesn't mean you're doing what they're doing uh, marketing wise which is really important you know what made them huge can help you, you know, take what they did and market it for, you know, 2019, 2020. You know, those, those things worked then. They can work for you just as well. It's, it's super important to not just let your influences be influences musically. You know, their, their look, their vibe, everything. You know, take all of that. All of that will take you so far. Music is just a single part of what makes the industry the industry. It, it, you, again, back to you, you get your look, how people see you, your merchandise, everything. Look at what everyone you look up to has done and emulate that. Make that something you do. Not necessarily, I'm not saying by any means rip that off, but be inspired by what helps them grow. Go look back at the history of your favorite band, you know, their merch, their marketing strategies. Watch their interviews. Oh, God, I, I cannot begin to even go over how much watching band interviews has helped me. It, it's, it's, been an, it's been a massive instrument in my arsenal for growth, and you should definitely be utilizing it. Interviews are, are great, not just because it's informative, you know, you get to learn a little bit about that person, which is great. I, I love learning about who the artists are, but more importantly, you want to know how that artist got into that place of power, where they were able to grow so rapidly, they lost control. You want that. We all do. And we all need to start looking at our idols on a marketing level if we want to make it in the music industry. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The World vs. Matt. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about meeting celebrities while traveling. It does happen. While rare, it, uh, it's pretty cool when it happens. we got to admit, it's pretty cool. So we're going to talk about one celebrity in particular that I met. Um, getting ready to fly out of Kansas City get to the airport, you go through security like you usually do, I go in, get my normal breakfast of a Coke and a Rice Krispie Treat, breakfast of champions, as they say, and I sit down and, you know, I get my bag ready and get make sure I got my boarding pass and all that stuff, and I look up, and I see this uh, older gentleman, kind of a shorter guy, white hair, and uh, I kind of catch a side view of him, I'm like, holy shit, is that Henry Winkler? And so I nudge the guy next to me, who has his earphones in, pulls him out, begrudgingly turns over and looks at me, angrily. I'm like, I'm sorry to bother you, man, but is that Henry Winkler over there? And he goes, holy shit, that's Henry Winkler. 
And so we kind of ogle the man and go get starstruck, of course, like you do when you meet a celebrity. And uh, Henry Winkler has to use the bathroom, so he goes in the bathroom. And me not being a complete monster, don't follow him in there. Just don't do that. So I sit there and hang out and chat with the guy next to me for a minute. He comes out, he gets some food or something and goes sit down. And then at this point, I'm like, I gotta go over there and say hi to him. I just have to. I have to be the asshole that goes over and inter interrupt the celebrity while he's eating his breakfast. I gotta be that guy. So I walk over there, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. You know, I love all your work. I loved you in Happy Days, loved you in Waterboy and Scream, and, you know, it's awesome. He says, thank you, thank you. You know, your fans are, fans are why we do what we do. I really appreciate it. And I said, you know, I'm not going to bother you for a picture because you're eating and stuff. He said, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. And I said, all right, have a good day. I went and sat down and chalked it up to, that was an awesome life event. And then I, of course, stuck a picture of like a ninja that she just got to. Right. And then about a couple minutes later, uh, right before we are getting ready to board, some other guy walks up to him and just begs him for a picture. And uh, Mr. Winkler says, no, no, this isn't really the best lighting or environment for that, and turn him away. So that was kind of cool because, you know, he can respect me. He's a celebrity, but he's a human too, just like the rest of us. So, if you ever do meet a celebrity on your travels, be respectful. But, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Take advantage of it. Walk over there and say hi. Even if they say go fuck yourself, at least you gotta say you talk to so-and-so. But anyway, I digress. Stay tuned for more on the next episode of The World vs. Hey, this is The Rum Guy. Uh, Wayne and I just wanted to thank everybody who contributes to the shows. All of those segments are important. We're glad that you do it. We know you put a lot of time and effort into them. Uh, people do appreciate it. Uh, and we want everybody who's listening to this to keep listening, uh, comment, uh, go to those Facebook pages, uh, check out everything. Uh, all of the shows are great, um, which just makes the MHOG even better. So uh, keep listening, have fun, and uh, yeah, don't forget about us. We're here, and so are our many, many family members who put a lot of time into those segments. So, thanks a lot, and check you next time on the Metal Hand of God podcast. Good night, St. Louis Cathedral. Good night, Jackson Square. Sleep tight, precious children of New Orleans. Thank you for sharing a wonderful day. Good night, New Orleans. Won't you come see about me?